What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Talk About It Tuesday. Um, I'm your host, Ebony, and we have a special guest host with us tonight. Please help me welcome Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Good evening. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? I'm okay. I can't complain. Thank you for having me. No problem. Um, I like to call her doctor, by the way. So at any given time during this broadcast, you guys can feel free to call her uh, the doctor. She's my good, good friend. So um, my good, good girlfriend is Lonnie B. Will say. Let me just say this before we get started. Um, like I said, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm filling in for Joe. Joe does a phenomenal job. <laughs> I know that I hope that I can give you all what Joe gives you, but I know I will not be able to measure up because she's just an awesome person. She's an awesome, awesome spirit. She's just informative. She give it to you. She's a real person. Isn't she? And though? I just hope tonight that we have a beautiful broadcast. Absolutely, and we will. Um, but I do want to ask that you guys um, send up a prayer for Joe um, on tonight, and, and hopefully she's going to be joining us um, on next Tuesday. And so also we have producer Tamisha in the building. Hey, Tamisha. Hey, y'all. Hi, Tamisha. <laughs> hey. Shout out to my baby for being accepted to Fair State, y'all. I'm excited about Congratulations. that. Congratulations. So tonight's show, um, it kind of came about as a listener-suggested topic. And, you know, after three shows about relationships, love, and marriage, we decided that we were going to switch gears a little bit. So um, before we delve into this topic, I do want to ask that you guys please, please, please share um, the video so that, you know, people can listen in and, um, you know, find out about Emotionally Empowered Radio. Um, and also, let me give you guys the number to call in should you feel like you have a testimony that you want to share tonight or if, you know, you uh, want to call in and share something about, you know, a situation that you've encountered. So the number for you to do that is 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. And so this show is one in which we want to be able to inform you guys about human trafficking. So this is a really, really touchy um, 
topic. So while the show is about raising teenage daughters, you know, girls are not the only ones that can be affected by, um, you know, human trafficking or sex trafficking. So, Crystal, do you remember the Find Our Girls movement that was happening early 2017? Yes. So it was about some, a lot of, well, not some, a lot of young ladies went missing um, from the Washington, D.C. area, um, all girls. And then I want to say in one night, it was like 14 all at once that kind of like, you know, sparked this this massive um, situation about, you know, find our girls or whatever. And I do think that for me, that was the first time in which it was really kind of brought to the forefront of the public eye. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I did a lot of research today, and I was really shocked about some of the information that I found. I know you have uh-huh. some stories to share. Um, I know, you know, Detroit is a hot spot for human trafficking because of the fact that we're close to Canada and because of, you know, all of the water that's around us and stuff. But so tell us about some of the situations that I know you personally have experienced through um, you know, people in your life and stories and stuff that you've been shared with. Okay. Um, number one, uh, young ladies, no matter what they age, they need to be aware of their surroundings because it can happen so fast and it can happen in broad daylight. Well, in this case, um, it happened on a date. I knew a young wow. lady and she was, um, she said she was on a date. And the guy was adamant about her getting in his car. But something in her just said, no, I'm not getting in his car. And he just kept pushing issue, you know, ride with me, ride with me, ride with me. And so she said that um, she ended up riding with him. But she kept her location on, and um, she has an iPhone. And with the location being on, she was able to, I think with an iPhone you can ping, Mm-hmm. And everybody with the iPhone would, like, know where you at. And so he had the feeling that that's what she was doing. And he ended up taking her back to her car before they even um, – she said they probably hadn't even made it about 10 miles before he realized what she was doing. And he took her back to her car. Wow. That's crazy. So and, you know, it's- um, young girls, they really need to um, be aware of, like – you have people that um, have lack of direction. Use your location. Let people know where you are. Use landmarks because it can happen just that in, in the blinking of an eye. Really quick. Really quick. Now, this is crazy. So she was actually going to. She was supposed to be on a date. Being on a date with this guy. Date. Can you yes. imagine I don't know. I don't know what I would do. It's crazy. So I was on this website earlier and I was reading something like every single time that this happens, that it's not always going to be in broad daylight. Now, even though it does happen in broad daylight, that's one of the things that is a rarity. Like this guy, he did set it up and try to be incognito with the date and all of this stuff. But for the most part, and how old was this young lady? She was about um, 18, 19 at the time. 18, 19. So for the most part, 
from what it is that I've been reading is that um geez, um that these people are really, really strategic. They're not going to well-lit places, you know, with cameras. Obviously, they don't want to be um, seen or able to be identified and stuff, but they are targeting a certain type of group of children or, you know, young people. These are the young people that are vulnerable. These are the young people that are starved for attention. Um and support. And so what happens is these pimps, if if that's what we're calling them, I don't even know mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what they are. These pimps, you know, they build trust um, over time and they buy gifts and they give attention to these young people that they are not getting um, at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the main things. Um, there is a list that I came across. Uh, Michigan.gov has some really, really good references, by the way, about uh, human trafficking. Um, and I mean, let's just be clear. There's Human trafficking is not the only type of trafficking, you know, that there is. There's actually a, a lot of different categories of it. Sex trafficking is one. You have domestic servitude where they just, you know, snatch kids and I guess, you know, exploit them for like labor this is like a modern day slavery type of thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's just i don't know it's kind of crazy to me that this is something that's going on because if i wasn't made aware of this like again and so like i said early you know 2007 but there has been a lot of stories in the media about you know, young girls just being taken and snatched in broad daylight or, you know, stories in which people felt like it was a situation that a young girl needed help. And so I do have some, a couple numbers that I ran across that if people, um, you know, see somebody who may be in a situation and you feel like, you know, it may be um, human trafficking. So there's some numbers that was on the website, but if you feel like a person is in immediate danger, um, definitely call, 911 for that person immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to intervene yourself because there was a man who almost got killed. I was reading something about um, how he tried to intervene and ask this young lady, you know, did she need some help? And these people have like bodyguards and stuff watching their operation and like protecting their uh, investment because these wow. girls have become like an investment for them. Wow. Yeah, and that was in, um, I don't know, some news story that I was reading. So, um, and I will be posting the number, but there is definitely a number to call if you feel like you suspect a child or an adult is a victim of um, human trafficking. Hey, Alicia. Hey, Spring. Hey, Robin. So we got a bunch of people watching. Um, So again, while you guys are watching, make sure you share the video. Um, We do welcome your comments. We do welcome your calls. We do have um, producer Tamisha taking your call. So if you want to talk, if you don't want to talk, that's okay. You can call in to just listen. And in order for you to do that, that number is 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. So we need our young Um, I'm not trying to cut you off, but if I may, 
um, your topic, raising teens. Uh, it all starts at home. Are you talking to your girl? Are you encouraging your girl? Not just your girls, but all young girls around you. Um, are you being supportive of them? If if I was a parent and I had teenage girls and their friends came over to the house, I'm going to sit, listen, observe. I'm going to be that type of parent because there could be something going on in another teen's house that's not going on in your house, and that that teen could need what you have going on in your house, and that's love, support, guidance, trust, kindness, encouragement, things of that nature. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are certain things that um, they want you to look for. And I mean, you have to just make your girls abreast. You know, one of the things that I always tell people, I guess you have to know me, (laughs) but if you don't know me and you hear me have conversations with my children, sometimes people are like, oh, my God, you know, you talk to your kids like that. Absolutely. I talk to my kids like that. Um, You have to be real with your kids. You have to make sure that your children are abreast of the things that are happening uh, mm-hmm. in the world because it's crazy mm-hmm. out here, crazy out here. And if you don't right. tell them, you know, what's going on and how things could possibly be, you know, they're going to be really, really naive to some of the dangers, you know, that are lurking in the world. So, Right. You'd rather teach them at home for then for them to learn on the street. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that one of the most important things that you said was teaching them to be aware of their surroundings. You know, Mm -hmm. I've had a couple of situations happen to me um, that made me be a little bit more aware. And so when I'm out with my girls and we're grocery shopping and I have my purse, I'm like, y'all, you know, just little stuff like watch what's going on around you. Don't leave my purse. Mm -hmm. Don't leave my buggy. You know, don't do this and don't do that. Teaching them to be aware because they be all off into oblivion, not really paying attention to what's going on. So that is really important. Hey, Keisha. And um, people are always into their phones. Cell phones are a blessing and a curse. They are such a huge distraction. They are a blessing (laughs) and a curse. How many times have you heard of situations that could have been avoided all because of the cell phone? Mm -hmm. But then you've heard of situations that um, the cell phone actually saved the person. Yeah, that that cell phone saved that person. But um, it's a it's a time and a place to be on your cell phone. For example, Absolutely. you see people uh, walking down the street and they on their cell phone. Um, I I seen somebody almost get hit by a car. Um, they just walked out into the street. As a matter of fact, they walked at the intersection of Eight Mile and Gratiot, which is mm. a very busy intersection, <laughs> and it is so much traffic. And you have the bus right there. People are people are at all of those bus stops all of the time. And this girl was just on her phone. She had her headphones on as well. And she walked out into traffic and the light was green. And um, somebody had blew their horn. And she, it startled her to the point she just stopped and froze in the middle of grass shit. Well, she Mm. wasn't directly in the middle, but she was in the street on grass shit. Mm. But sometimes Put your cell phone down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can teach our kids, too, because in this society, I mean, mm-hmm. 
look how society is now. A lot of times, here's the thing, and I always go back to stuff like this. I'm a teacher, and I teach young people. These young people can't even communicate. No. They cannot even communicate. They are, communication for them is awkward. And I know this is getting, like, way off topic, but the reason I'm saying this is because we have to get these kids off of these phones. They can't be so connected to these phones that they have a false sense of what reality actually is. Reality, you have to get out here and get a job. Reality, you have to communicate with people. Reality, you can't be walking to the point where you're so engulfed in what's going on in your phone that you almost get hit by a car. Right, or or you almost get snatched up by somebody get snatched up by someone, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Get snatched up by someone. Oh Lord, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm getting some feedback. Yeah, I had um trying to post this <laughs> the phone number on here. So um again guys, let me give the phone number for you guys if you would like to call in. And I did go ahead and post it in the actual video feed. But that phone number is 646-668-2863. Again, the number for you to call in is 646-668-2863 if you want to call in to listen and not do the whole live thing. Or if you have a comment, you know, or something that you want to say to us or an experience that uh, you would like to share. Okay. And I do see that we have someone on the line. I'm just going to see, um, you know, if producer Tamisha is going to figure out if you guys want to have a comment or if you just want to listen. So, um, but one of the things that I ran across today that I found to be interesting is, you know, no two situations are alike and everything is not a textbook case, you know, but they do have some information online. And I was really, really um, impressed with the Michigan.gov website about what to do um, or, you know, how to determine if your child or someone that you may know is at risk for or is being trafficked. Some of these are obvious, but they may not be so obvious to everybody. So um, the first one is acknowledgement. You know, they can acknowledge to you that they were being trafficked. The second one is excessive cash on hand, um, drug addiction, older boyfriend or girlfriend, expensive gifts, clothes, you know, tattoos, things that, you know, they wouldn't be able to afford on their own, um, new or inexplicable, over-sexualized behaviors, um, withdraw or lack of interest in previous activities, um, a history of running away, pregnancy, you know, STDs, stuff like that. I have some issues with the history of running away one, but what do you think about those, Crystal? Those are some very good points because as a parent, you know how much money you give your child. Uh, Stay observant of your children. But as a parent, you know how much money you give your child. If you know you're not buying uh, all those name-brand tennis shoes and name-brand clothing and things of that nature, get on it, directly on it. Oh, well, this is my friend. She let me borrow it. You need to meet the friend. <laughs> and where's the friend getting it from? Okay. So we do have a person who would like to comment. Let me bring Robin onto the line. 
Hey, Robin. Hi, guys. Hello. How are you? Hello, Robin. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I just wanted to comment. On, I think this is a great topic, and it's a, a reason why I'm trying to do what I want to do with my life. Um, but I think a lot of the issues stems back to what you guys are saying about the parents and all that. But um, a big issue, especially in the black community, is our young kids, they don't know their worth. They don't know that they are beautiful. They don't understand that just because they don't look the way society says that they have to look, there's nothing wrong with them. Um, so we have a lot of depression. We have a lot of mental health issues. And, and when you meet somebody mm-hmm. who says, hey, you're beautiful just the way you are, and they make you feel, you know, a certain type of way, they're geared to go towards more of that other person when those things should be starting at home. So I think a lot of it is, a lot of it is on the parents um, mm-hmm. to make sure that they instill those things into their children that there's nothing wrong with you. You don't have to go look for love over here or over there. It's inside of you. And I think that's that's a lot of the issue um, with kids being so susceptible. I mean, a lot of the times it is just them, you know, being snatched up on the street. But these people, they are able to get into their heads in a way that, a lot of our, a lot of the parents can't. Um, right. And I know my 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 thing in life is I'm trying to open up a, a, a nonprofit hair school. So I want to oh give these kids, you know, um, mental health, behavioral issues who might end up down that lane. Give them a trade to learn, so they always have a way to make their own money. Give them mentoring programs so they can they can see and learn that they are beautiful just as they are. And that's uh, that's a oh, big deal. Wow. We're so hard on our yeah. We're so hard on our kids sometimes that we don't take a step back and look and see that hey, these are kids. We need to encourage them and push them at the same time. We need to let them know um, what is the operant conditioning. I think it is where you you know you you reward them for the good things, and you still have to punish them for the bad things. But you don't keep it in a negative light. You make it turn it to be a positive. Well, you know, you did this, this was wrong, but you have so many opportunities. This is what you did right. This is what you need to work on. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Thank you, Robin, for calling. And I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful that you, um, you know, are, you know, trying to put together this, this nonprofit organization and, you know, the whole hair thing. I think that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for the uh, great topic this evening. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. Have a good night. Thank you for calling. Wow. I mean, you know, she's right, though. Yes, yes, she is. She's she, right. Um, she was talking about how uh, basically how kids value themselves and see themselves. I feel bad for this generation coming up behind us because they are slaves to labels. No, mm. let me take that back. They're slaves to celebrities. Ooh, yes, honey. celebrities, material things, um, so, social media. They have no, um, basically, no outside activities to engage in. Yeah. Kids, you you rarely see kids even playing outside anymore. They don't. You know, I have to because force my they kids. Value. You know, you said you have yeah, to force your kids I have to, to force my outside? kids to go outside. Wow. I have to force them to go outside. 
Um, I don't have that big of a problem with my boys because they're still boys and they want to go outside and toss the football around or they want to just run up and down the street and they have energy to burn or what have you. But my girls, no, you know, and, and it's an issue. And I think as parents, we have to work so much harder, you know, this day and age. It's not as easy as it was for, um, you know, our parents coming up when we didn't have you know, all of this stuff. And so I think that is, that's one of the major challenges for parents today. Cause it's so easy for you to give your kid a tablet. It's so easy. And you know, they get so roped into so many other things. My kids, my younger son, my niece, my nephew, they be on YouTube. They can't even really read right, but I bet you they can find what they want to watch. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's so dangerous. And I mean, how many, parents actually do you think take the time to censor that stuff no, let's think about it maybe about 10% <laughs> of the parents about 10% of the parents that let their kids watch YouTube probably censor it about 10% that's a very, yes. a very small percentage of people who actually yes. censor what it is that they're watching. You know, my my son told me I don't want the kid's tablet, the one that was blocked from everything. That ain't the one he wants. What is he looking so, for on the tablet then? Any and everything else that's not on the kid-friendly version of YouTube. You know, so this, this is the big thing that I noticed with the boys. They like to watch, um, what are they watching? People play video games. So, yeah, you know, it's silly stuff to us, but that's the silly stuff that's not included on the thing that, um, that they value, you know, that they, that they value, you know, they have these, and then it's this one person, this is another example of, um, how they're idolizing these people. I told my son, he can't watch the boy no more. I can't think of his name. If anybody knows, there's this guy on YouTube that lives in a mansion Tamisha Mike can chime in and tell me what's his name. Um, CJ somebody. What is his name, Tamisha? CJ So Cool. CJ So Cool. My kids love CJ So Cool. CJ So Cool is a very unrealistic person. Crystal, when you get the opportunity, please go to YouTube and look up CJ So Cool. Okay, I'll... Um, I'm but they're watching these people who have these. Oh God, it's crazy! This and it's so unrealistic. Um, the boy is running around this mansion doing all of this fun stuff, and it's like we can't. That ain't what we do. That's not real life to us. No, we, so, we need to dis- disconnect from uh, um, adult digital cheap. playgrounds. Absolutely, yeah, their digital okay. playgrounds. Yeah, and get back in get back in tune with ourselves, with our children, with being a family, whether it's a, a two-parent household, a single-parent household, it's time to place the value in in being a family to teach our kids awesome. to value themselves. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I've been so out. They don't fall victim to, to human trafficking. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, that's really, it's, it's really sad. And it's, it's really sad that it's something that we even have to think about. But it's like, you know, as a parent, it's just something that we have to do. 
it's just something that we have to do, you know. So um, it definitely starts at home. You're teaching your kids. You're validating your kids, you know, making sure that they understand what is. Sometimes they don't even know the difference between what's real and what's fantasy. And that's what's really sad. Location. Location, location, location. Location is everything when it comes to human trafficking. Girl, well, not just girls, but teens need to be aware of their surroundings at the bus stop. Everywhere where there's teenagers, they need to be aware of the overcrowding there. Absolutely. You know, I just, I think we were talking about this yesterday. Um, Location is actually one of the big major things, major parts. And another one is big events. Um, The American Auto Show. Do you know how many people get snuffed up during the auto show? Concerts. I'm so afraid. You know, Tamisha went to Big Show at the Joe a couple years ago. And, you know, sometimes you just think like, it's a lot of young people. They're going to have a good time or whatever. But you never think that you would be that parent out there after the show is over mm-hmm. looking for your kid. For example, you, have, to- you have guys that will show up, and you always see older guys try to talk to younger girls. And younger girls think like, oh, you know, it's an older guy. He's into me, blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Honey, he could be setting you up a failure. He could be setting know. you up to be a victim. And you never yep. know. Absolutely. There was, um, I, I don't know where I read this, or there was an article about the, the area that you mentioned earlier. Gratiot and Eight Mile is a hot spot for um, human trafficking. Gratiot and Eight Mile, Gratiot and Seven Mile. And um, the Fairlane weird Mall. thing, Fairlane Mall, oh my God. It's crazy. I mean, because you got to think about it. They're right at bus terminals, big major mm-hmm. bus terminals, you know, um, where the person can jump on the bus. And it's a lot of people always, always, always in that vicinity. And I always mm-hmm. notice that there's people there in those areas, you know, kind of watching or just kind of like, you know, on the lookout. And it's weird. It's 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 almost to the point that I mean, I don't live in the area no more, so I don't have any reason to be there. But I used to take my kids to the, there's an ice cream shop on the corner. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's, it's it's crazy that you have to watch your back these days because you don't want your children to become a victim to stuff like this. So, we have some comments. Um, <laughs> Monty said, teach your children to have street smarts. I think that is a lot easier said than it is done. Some kids are not just, are not street smart. You know, some kids, even if you teach them to have street smarts, it's not like sometimes it's going to come easy for them. Mm-hmm. So. But you you teach them Teaching them street smarts can be bittersweet because if you teach them street smarts, it can make them aware. But then you also don't want that child to gravitate toward the street. Right. Right. But teach them so, Robin, not all. Exactly. 
Robin said, I think that's why it's so important to be real with our kids about the world and not keeping them in um, the life um, is a grand bubble. You have to mm-hmm. still, you know, keep a kid friendly, but they need to know how life really is. Absolutely. Um, it shouldn't be a surprise to them. Stuff keeps on going on. I have to see what's going on. When they get you older. Know, a good it- way to, to ease them into um, being street smart and um, and making them pay attention and be aware is we need to get back to volunteering at the soup kitchen. It I think gives, that's a It gives them an idea of uh, what happens on the street. Some people yeah. go to the soup kitchen. Some are homeless. Some are not. Some people just go there for a meal. But practice, go there, practice being aware, practice paying attention to um, – to to your to your surrounding. This could happen if you don't uh, uh, pay attention in life or stay on the straight and narrow path in life. Things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because a lot of times I think that they're just oblivious. Yeah. Robin says, same with my kids. I'm not street, never have been. So my kids naturally won't be. They will, however, be book and business smart and learn how to be aware of everything around them. And I think that's just the most important thing that we can teach them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a good thing, but I have a little bit of, and not even like a whole lot. I'm not real. Some people would say I'm not, but I think it's something that I had to acquire later in life. Um, is street smarts and having to become aware of my surroundings and, and everything that was going on. But for me, it was later in life. And you know what? I feel like that was too late because at the end of the day, something happened to me at a grocery store. Um, and I was grown, grown, like in my thirties, mm-hmm. but I just so happened to be paying attention, but I almost wasn't paying attention because it was late. I was trying to get my groceries and I feel like the people kind of like honed in on that. And, you know, something almost happened. So it's, it is good to teach them, you know, a little mm-hmm. something, especially with their surroundings. When you, said, like you said, at the grocery store, teach at them, the grocery I see store. it all the time when people are in the parking lot loading up their cars, um, leaving from that, leaving the door of the grocery store and get into your car door. Teach your kids to hustle to their car. Let's get them moving. Let's get this car loaded. Let's get in. Because especially at Walmart, Walmart is so busy, and it's always people coming and going. If you just think about it, you can be walking toward your car. Somebody walking toward you, they can snatch your child just that quick. So teach your children, let's stick together, get to the car, load up the car, get in right away. Stop playing. Oh, I dropped this. And you always hear people say, you always hear kids say, get in, get in. No, everybody get in now. Mm-hmm. Close the door. Let's go. Yeah. They need to be yeah. more alert. Yeah. I was at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Craziness. So there is a number um, that I'm going to post for you guys about if you have a suspicion that a child or adult is a victim um, that you can call. It is a a 1-800 number. But I want to hear from the people who um, have had some exes. And you have another good story that you were telling me yesterday. 
um, that I would love for okay. you to tell. But, you know, for the people who have had some experiences, um, you know, some, some real close experiences and some close calls and stuff, um, if you would like to give us a call, we are at 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. And I would love it if you guys would share um, for all of the mothers who have young daughters. We were talking about having them be aware of, you know, their surroundings. We've talked about making sure that they know their worth um, and their value this day and age, because in the mental, in the mental health, in the, in the black community, we have all of these mental health um, issues and we have depression. And sometimes that the things that our children are not getting at home, they are able to get from some really, really bad people um, who may not have their best interests at hand. Well, allow me to share this story with you. I'm going to try to tell you the story without mentioning um, any Identifying information. Yes, yes, identifying information. So um, I know of a young lady, and she lives out of state, and she is out of state. Um, Her children are older. Her daughter is in her 20s. Well, all her, her three oldest children are in their 20s, no older than 25, I do believe. And the youngest Mm -hmm. is 15 or 16. But um, she's out of state with three out of four of her children. Her oldest daughter lives here, and she, I want to say she's about maybe 23, 24, 25. But she um, talks to her daughter all the time. Um, Mom is a phenomenal mom. She is open and honest with her kids. I've been knowing her and her children since her children were maybe about um six, seven, and eight. But um, communication has always been key in her house, and um, she's always been open and honest with them. But anyway, so like I said, she talked to her daughter all the time, and this particular day she said, now she has to be at work at 6 o'clock in the morning, and she hung up that evening from talking to her daughter. The next morning she got up, she didn't talk to her daughter. She called her phone. She didn't get an answer. She kept calling her phone. And mind you, like I said, this mom lives out of state. She kept calling her phone and kept calling her phone. She didn't get an answer. Well, mom jumped on it right away, and she sent people over to her daughter's house to look for her. Um, She sent people over there. They were knocking. She didn't get an answer. So immediately, mom jumped in the car from out of state to drive here to see what was going on. But... um, what ended up happening was the young lady was at the bus stop and she was kidnapped and she was taken to um, a home or whatever, well, a house. And uh, it was like they were, they were human trafficking girls there. And she ended up fighting her way up out of there and she took off running and went to the police station. Mm. But if it wasn't for the fact that her mother's intuition kicked in right away, and everything that she instilled in her child about being safe and coming home to her kicked in right away. And that's what saved mm. that girl's life. Mm. That's crazy. And, you know, sometimes we think that, 
you know, stuff like this can never happen to our children or it will never happen to our children, but that's just not um, a reality living in the world that we live in today. Because mm-hmm. it can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody. And, you know, we speak about raising teen daughters in the midst of human trafficking, but I mean, raising teen sons as well, because your son could have these same yes. types of issues. Your son could have, you know, you know, issues and um, insecurities and, you know, depression that causes him to look elsewhere. And, and, you know, human trafficking happens with boys just as it does girls. But I was on his website earlier and I was scrolling through the pictures of the beautiful little girls that were missing um, from the Washington, D.C. area when I was talking about the Find Our Girls movement. Um and it just made me so sad to to see. And they were so young. I mean, these girls were ranging from like 11, 12. I think the youngest girl I saw in there was like seven. Mm. You know, and so that's why this is something that is really, really important that, you know, we can't think that it can't happen to us. And I mean, it was hundreds of girls, hundreds mm-hmm. of girls um, from December to January. So that's a lot. So that just lets me know that it was some type of ring that was just set up you know, in that area. They got you them know, kids. Imagine the feeling, okay, um, and I'm not trying to be funny when I say this, but this is an actual feeling. Um, you know how you at work and you just ready to go home, but you got to finish your shift, but you just ready to go home. That feeling is amplified for those girls and boys because, they're someplace they don't know where they're at, and they just want to go home mm-hmm. so bad, but they can't. Yeah. And that's if they make it out alive, because you don't know how many um, people have been killed mm-hmm. in a sex, sex trafficking ring. So, so we have that. a time. Yeah, all the time. Because for me, for you, you know, for us, I have that feeling when the end of my shift is near, and I know I can go home. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that. They can't go right. home. It's never ending for them. So right. I totally understand. We have a comment. I think this is a really, really good comment. Monty said, if you only train your child to succeed in academia or in the streets, but not both, you have failed your child. Life requires wisdom. And if you've only trained your child to exist in one framework, then they will fall prey to others. I mean, absolutely right. Right. I mean, look at look what type of skill we have to have as <laughs> as parents. You know, for for some of us, we think that it's so important, and I know um, it's one of the major things that's important to me because of the way that I grew up is education. You know, mm-hmm. education is so important to me. I want my kids to go to the good school. I want my kids to have the good education. I want them to be. Um, successful people who know how to survive and to live in the world. But Monty is absolutely right because guess what? You can't have, you got to teach your kids how to be well-rounded. Yes, you know? So, I mean, that's absolutely true. You have to teach your kids how to be well-rounded or they will fall prey. Great comment, Monty. And don't be afraid to role play with your children because it can 
It can hit them out of the blue, and you just want them to be prepared. Role play, mm-hmm. um, a person walking up to them and talking to them and um, basically instructing them to come with them or something is going to happen. I'll never just get my mom see to how say, they will react. Yes, yes, yes. My mom used to say, um, if someone tries to uh, do anything to you and they tell you, if you don't come with me or if you don't do this, if you don't do that, I'm going to kill your family. My mom said, then you tell them, well, I guess they have to die because I'm not coming. <laughs> and, I love your mom. <laughs> and, I, and ever since then, I used to think to myself, I'm going to give them address of people that you can off. I'm, I'm sorry, but. I'm just not, I, I was just determined as a child that it's just certain things I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to be forced into nothing. I know that's right. Yeah, and, and it is interesting. with your children. And that's one of the best things that you can do because I watched a, a video um, where these people had instilled in their children, their young children, about what not to do. You know, and it's one thing to tell them, but it's another thing to see exactly what they're going to do or how they're going to react. They had sent this car, um, and it was actually the car from Transformers. The yes, yeah. the Bumblebee. Did you see that video? Yes, yes. They sent that car around, um, you know, to those kids, and the kids were hesitant, but I think the kids ended up getting in the car. A few kids the, got in that car. The man had a and nice I, and car. The parents- the parents, the parents were watching the video from like a decoy van, and they were saying, "Oh, he's not gonna go. She's not gonna go." And the next thing you know, here's that kid climbing up in that Camaro. <laughs> I would be furious if I worked, you know, so hard to tell my kids. So I mean, it is. It's definitely important that not only that you tell them, but to you know, role play and see it through and see how they actually might react. You might be surprised. Mhm. You might be surprised. Yes, it will open your eyes role playing with your children. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I did not plan on us having a um, long show for one reason and one reason only. What do you think that reason was, Crystal? <laughs> because, I'm, because I don't have any experience in this. No. <laughs> no. Let me tell you. The reason is because we don't have Joe going off on rants and tangents and preaching and doing. <laughs> but we enjoy Joe's rants and tangents. That's my babe. I love her so much. Yes, but I mean, only Joe can talk for two hours, um, for a full two hours, and we'd be like almost about to run out of time. So, um, so Jerry said that her and her kids have a safe word. That is something that you don't see as often anymore. She said, when I was a kid, me and my mom had a safe word. If anybody said they were picking me up, they had to know the word. That's good. That's right. And you should. Yeah. Because I don't think for someone to walk up to your child, come with me. They're trying to turn, what's your, what's your safe word? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an excellent idea to prevent your child being uh, <laughs> becoming a victim to human trafficking. So um, just to reiterate some of the things that we've, that we've discussed a lot of things, but if you guys want to call in, you have a 
a comment on our topic tonight. Um, 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. So Crystal and I have been discussing um, raising teen daughters in the midst of human trafficking. We've, you know, we've discussed sons as well because they don't always have to be girls. The One of the most interesting, I think that I've always thought about human trafficking as only, and this may be naive of me to even think this way, but I think that I've only thought of it as only sex trafficking, but there's actually different types of human trafficking, and we talked about it's how... labor. Yes, absolutely. You know, labor. They don't even have to be having sex. It's like modern-day slavery. You know, sometimes these kids are taken just for domestic servitude or... Um, exploitation, you know, but when it was really first brought to my attention in 2017, there was this big movement called um, Find Our Girls, and I think that's when it really became apparent that there was this issue um, going on, you know, and it's primarily in poor urban communities, like you said earlier, Crystal, mm-hmm. location. A large number of these girls that are being taken are African-American, um, Latino, you know, you don't see a lot of other, um, you know, people that are falling victim to this this type of stuff. So it's definitely a strategy um, involved. So you talked about location. We talked about major gatherings. One of the major gatherings is the auto show, the Super Bowl, you know, big concerts mm-hmm. across the United States. And, and sadly enough, Michigan is a hotspot for this type of mm-hmm. stuff just because we're located next to um, the border. And Toronto is number four. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. Toronto is number four um, in the U.S. for human trafficking. Mm-hmm. We need to stop turning our kids loose. Mm-hmm. Because think about it. As a parent, um, parents are always, oh, I got to get rid of my kids for the weekend. I need some time to myself. That may be the time you need with your child. Yes, mm-hmm. that child can get on your nerves all week, come to some type of compromise. Hey, look, we're going to be in the house. You're going to have your alone time. I'm going to have my alone time. But then we're going to get together. We're going to play board games. We're going to go to the movies. We'll go to the mall. We need mm-hmm. to stop turning our kids loose into into society because society wasn't raised right. I'm telling you. Your kid will get out there and pick up on some things, and then you'll be wondering, oh, where did he learn that from? He learned it when you turned him loose. Into society. <laughs> yeah, so Robin said we always hear about it overseas. A lot of us never imagined it could happen in our own backyard, which is totally true. You know, this thing is so real. We never, I know I never would have. And she also goes on to mention that she had a coworker who turned out to be um, huge in, you know, human sex, sex trafficking. I'm sorry, I can't. And, um, I just think that's really sad because these people are your neighbors. These people are people who you never guess will be running for a prostitution ring. There is a young lady who um, I know, and she was telling me a story about um, a young lady who she had come in contact with via a a, a volunteer program, like an outreach program that she was um, in. And she was going to take some of the girls 
uh, on a field trip. <laughs> One girl had a panic attack before she got into the car. She couldn't really get into the car because she had been traveling inside of a door panel mm. to go undetected. Now, that is the craziest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. Door this girl had car? been folded up in a door handle, a panel, like the door panel, folded up so that she would go undetected. These people are creatively moving our children overseas and this young lady just so happened to be rescued by the grace of god but look at the type of impact that's gonna have on her for the rest of her life mm -mm -mm. i'm trying to think of a small let's say an 11 year old average size mm -hmm. i'm thinking of a cadillac escalade is a large vehicle that 11-year-old can't even fit in that door panel. I'm, oh, I'm just trying to imagine right. this. So you can you imagine Her. the pain she was in? Absolutely. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then when you ship stuff overseas, you're shipping it in a, um, in a shipping crate. And a shipping crate is the same size, actually, as uh, the – the uh, rear end of a semi truck. Mm -hmm. They're they're shipping the shipping crates are actually that size, so mm -hmm. that's a small that's a small um space. Um, it's cold, it's hot. Yeah, depending on the weather mm -hmm. at the time. Yeah. Yes. Um, MV had made a good point. Teach your girls to have knives, how to shoot, and put them in self defense classes. Not just your girls but you want to teach your children, period, to defend themselves. Absolutely. And people, and it's not teaching your children to be violent. Like you said, it's teaching your children to defend protect themselves. themselves. Absolutely. Yes. And you never know, they may have to protect you at some point and have your mm -hmm. back. Yeah. You're not Absolutely. teaching your children to be against you. You're teaching your children to be your teammate and to defend themselves. Yeah. I think he's absolutely right. I have been having so much anxiety. As much as I say, you know, I'm so ready for my daughter to go. Wait, <laughs> your child will lose to society. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I've been up to the campus, and I have to go back several times, and it just seems like such a safe place. But Grand Rapids. And I don't know, big. This her college is in Big Rapids, but up in those upper areas are big, um, you know, hot spots too, because it's a large amount of people on those college campuses. Mhm. Mm and so, you know, that is really scary to me. But she's been to the range, um, you know, with her dad. She knows how to shoot. She's actually just shot. So. Um, oh, okay. Raising you know, that's, that's good. Oh, honey, she's <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I don't know if she's sniper good, but she know how to uh, get you up off of her. Um, but most definitely, I mean, that's definitely something that we've, and, and initially I struggled with it because I never, I'm not even a person who felt like I ever wanted to carry a gun or, you know, I ever mm -hmm. wanted to have, but 
I felt out of necessity that it was something that had to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really sad. It's really sad when you think about that. This is what we have to do. Um, so Jerry says, sadly, people fail to believe the children and not make them feel as it is their fault. Case in point, Cynthia Brown is doing 51 years for killing her attacker, yet the college rapist is out free. There's so many different issues with that whole college thing and, and with that whole that's that's a that's crazy you know sometimes you know things are unfair and unjust especially with that um the judicial system it's you know it's crazy and so you have to think about that i'm pretty sure a lot of these young girls are afraid and they've been manipulated into believing certain things from you know their attackers and they don't want to act and i mean when you have stuff like this when you have such a great injustice that takes place just on behalf of the African-American population, how many times have our kids seen, um, you know, police officers get off mm-hmm. for, you know, killing them and, and stuff like that? So it's a whole lot of stuff that goes into play, um, you know, with that. But it's just, it's a sad situation, and I'm really happy that we have been able to shed some light on it um, and kind mm-hmm. of talk about and, it. And before we wrap things up, Let's also keep in mind of uh, and and say a prayer for people that are in that situation and they think that it's okay. Absolutely. We didn't, have, we didn't touch on that, but say a prayer for them that um, they're healed because what it is, it it really and truly is a sickness. Mhm. And we need to pray that that person is rescued and healed. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I mean, because it's almost. How many times have you ever ran into um, a woman? It could be your coworker, you know. It could even be somebody that you are friends with that have been in a situation. It's almost kind of like, I know for, for myself, I've known people who were in relationships with pimps and who would do anything for that guy. And they were getting beat up and just doing all types of things. You know, God knows what types of things that this this young lady was being forced to do. But she would always rationalize why she was doing it, you know. And he loved me, and I just thought that was the saddest thing. So, you know, we definitely have to say, because it's people out here who live it every day and who function every day and you have no idea what these people are going through Mm -hmm. this makes me sad but um, on a brighter note I do want you guys to well let me say this thanks for the people we have so many people who regularly come on and listen okay robin i'm so happy that you joined um i because i know that you have your own um podcast please put the name of it in the um in the comments so i can give you a shout out and usually i know that she records on tuesday so i'm actually really really shocked to see her here today um so I, I want to thank you for showing up. Jerry always shows up. 
Angie is not with us tonight, but um, I'm pretty sure she had something. Um, I know we have a lot of holiday parties going on this week. We have a lot of stuff going on as far as, you know, just events. Um, did I say Monty? Because Monty is always, always, always on the line with his funny comments. I appreciate him so Throwing much. Throwing up the pot. Yes, he's always <laughs> on. Throwing up that pot. Always. So her, uh, the name of her podcast is the Awkward Menage Podcast. Um, so she's going to be actually recording tonight, late tonight. So it's all about music, news, and life, and her and the two gentlemen that um, she, they are a funny bunch, and you can find her on Spotify, the Awkward Menage podcast. Um, so did you want, did you have any closing remarks, Doctor? No, I just want to say thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for, first of all, let me say this. I asked Crystal, um, at the absolute last minute. So thank you for being able to come on and talk with us because you just got off work at like 7:30 and you raced home to be on the show. And I truly, truly, truly appreciate that. Um, no I truly appreciate it. It's always good to have a different perspective. Um, and you know, it's always good to, to be able to talk about things um, that are good for um, our community. So make sure you guys, do y'all hear everything that's going on outside of my house? This is crazy. Um, make sure that you guys like, share, subscribe to the actual podcast on Blog Talk Radio. I appreciate it. Um, and thank you for joining us. I want you guys to, somebody said, hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. Joe is listening. Joe is on the line, everybody. Oh, MB, there's your friend. Say hello to your friends. Oh, we missed hey, you. Joe. Thank you for Joe. allowing me to sit in for you. <laughs> Joe says she misses us. Oh, thank you, Joe. Joe, we miss you too. Um, so we had a good night. I was teasing with the people because we were actually getting ready to shut down the podcast. But I was teasing the people saying that only Joe can talk for two hours. Everybody can't just be talking for two hours like Joe. So um, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Emotionally Empowered Radio. Um, please go back and listen to the podcast. We are on um, Apple Podcasts. I do have the link to the actual um, blog talk site that you can um, listen to it's on my page. I'm going to end up sharing it again. Let me give the number to if you suspect a child or an adult is a victim um, of human trafficking, please call 855 444 3911. Again, that number is 855 444 3911. And I'm definitely going to be posting that tonight um, across my pages and across all of my social media because I feel like this is a very good topic that we were able to discuss and bring some awareness to. So thank you all and to all a good night. Crystal, what is your Instagram for the people? <laughs> I had to do it. I'm sorry. My casino winnings. So you can follow my Crystal. casino winnings. Instagram at my casino winnings. Um, you guys know where to find me. I'll post the links. Thank you guys for tuning in and have a great night. Good night. Thank you. Bye.